Hey girl, hey! This is your host, Cynthia Corpa, and you're listening to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast, where women get real and talk about all things women and wellness. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Brunch for the Soul podcast. I always want to say thanks for coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. No, but we do. We do appreciate it. Yes. Tuning back in, we are grateful for our listeners, and we're grateful for the feedback thus far. Yeah, that's fun. Yes. It's fun to see the comments. It's fun to see what resonates with you guys. Uh, thanks for that. Keep keep that coming. Yes. Please keep sending your awesome reviews, uh, leaving us awesome comments. We appreciate you listening because we're doing this for you, right? We are. Yeah. And partially because it's really fun. Right. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, really mostly for that part, but, yeah. you know. So what are we talking about today? I think we are talking about money. Yeah, yeah, Which is super uncomfortable for some, mm-hmm. um, but also super exciting for others, right? Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'm, I'm ready to have fun talking yeah. about this. So I love, I actually love talking about money. So I'm, I'm ready for this. Yes. Same, girl, same. Okay, but before we dive into the money, let's stop pause and check in on ourselves so how are you feeling today it's a good question i've been having interesting feelings been kind of uncomfortable today but i've definitely been having a habit of checking in with myself figuring out why i'm feeling uncomfortable is it something i can control something i can't control so but yes there was discomfort but i'm having a great day like not to say it's a bad day i've just been learning how to check in a little bit better so I agree. I think we're on the same page then. Um, I also feel you there. I also feel like there's been some shifting, some changes happening in my life. So it's definitely, with change, usually comes on being uncomfortable. Um, So I'm trying to embrace it and welcome the change. Welcome um, being a little bit uncomfortable for now because I know it usually always results in good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. But overall, good, great, wonderful. Same. Good to, good to hear. Yes. So let's dive into this topic. Let's get into this. Um, and just as a disclaimer, we're not going into all of things money because we know that that probably would be a 24, 48 hour podcast. So we're going to, um, start with one segment of it. And that segment is kind of your, our thoughts of money, our, our perceptions of money and um, ways that it, our thoughts have kind of changed around it, right? Mm-hmm. When you said disclaimer, I thought you were going to say, we are not financial advisors. We do not <laughs> we do have no stock advice or anything. That too. That too. I will 100% say that I am no financial advisor by any means. Um, but if you do want to hear from one eventually, we could definitely oh, that'd get be fun. that. Yeah, in Ooh. the works. Yeah. That would yeah. be cool. Definitely. But we are no, by no means professionals. Yeah. We are just giving you our personal experience. With yeah. It, right. About money and what it beliefs, beliefs around money. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. first question for you is how have your thoughts around money evolved or changed over time? Because I know mine have shifted over the years. Mm-hmm. My thoughts around money really started to shift whenever I started practicing manifesting money And whenever I wrote down an amount of money that I wanted to make per year, it was 
it was a crazy amount in my mind. Uh, it was double what I was making at the time. And, but I randomly wrote it down because I was probably watching The Secret. If y'all have, Cynthia, have you watched The Secret before? No, not yet. It's on my list. Oh, girl, move it to the top, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> The Secret's great. It's on Netflix if y'all can watch it. Um, I re- highly recommend it. But yeah, I was probably watching The Secret or something, and it was telling me I could ask for however much money I wanted. And y'all, I have had it happen before. One time in the movie, this guy was talking about, he was imagining checks coming in the mail, checks, checks, checks. And I was like, wow, that's a cool way to think about money. Um, So I started saying that I was just gonna start getting checks in the mail. And within a month, I hosted like this online Facebook group where I charged $20 for people to participate for 30 days. And I got checks in the mail for that. So watch that movie, start saying some stuff and the universe hears you. So whenever I started practicing manifesting with money and doing the steps that they say, like saying things out loud, writing it, that started changing my whole mindset around money because it started happening. There was one time I wrote down randomly that I wanted $1,000, $300, and $100. Literally got that within, the $1,000 I got within four days. Wow. Off of someone from Instagram. I didn't even tell anybody that I wanted this. I put a post on Instagram. They found it inspiring and they wanted to PayPal me $1,000. dollars mm. It's That's crazy. Yeah. But but just to say that like that was the, that was the one on that list that I thought was going to be the hardest. So anyways, I really went off on that question. But it came... I started shifting when I started to do the the manifesting practices around it and saw that it worked. Like I almost I almost passed out. I was in a meditation when I saw this person Venmo me a thousand dollars. The room went a little white because wow. it was random. It wasn't like what. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's yeah. To me, that just shows how real and how true manifestation is mm-hmm. and how it really does work especially in regards to money. I mean, it sounds like magic. And that's what kind of comes to mind for me is um, thinking about big magic. And there's another book that is, I cannot remember what it was. Um, I'm going to try to put the title somewhere. Um, But I've read multiple books and that's kind of what I attribute to uh, my relationship evolving with money is because when you don't talk about money or when you don't learn about money, like from your family or um, in your upbringing, you kind of have this fear around it and you don't talk about it or learn about it and you just kind of stay in the dark. And so I took my took an initiative, I feel like maybe 2019, to learn more about money and just to be more comfortable with how I think about it and just to feel more comfortable asking for what I know I deserve just being able to talk about it with friends, you know, just being able to talk numbers, talk salaries, talk increases. Um, because you, let's be real, guys are doing it, men are doing it, and they're getting the money that they want. And I feel like that's also part of the reason that women aren't making as much as men because we're left in the dark. We don't talk about how much we make. We don't ask each other. And then we just kind of stay in the back, right? We get the lower end of things. We get the shorter straw. So once I started reading more about money, I just grew more comfortable uh, Mm. around it. I would definitely say there was a large shift, probably the biggest shift happened last year about how I thought of money. You mentioned manifestation and that was another one of the questions I wanted to ask you was how you did manifest 
your dream income and you mentioned writing it down Mm -hmm. and that is the same practice that I used to get the income that I wanted. In the beginning of this year, I have this awesome planner, which I'm gonna go ahead and shout out, called The Annual. And I think the company is Altered Company. Again, gonna get you the correct name for that. It's a planner made by a Louisiana woman and she designs these planners for you. And they're just amazing. They're so intentionally made. They have these sections in it for you to budget out your year. And then there's like little quarterly check-ins. And then in the beginning, she asks you to set your goals for the year in Mm -hmm. quarters. At the top of that was your goal income. And I was like, oh God, you know, in the Mm -hmm. beginning when I first saw it, it was a little daunting. And of course, my first thought was to think safe. You know, let me think of a number that sounds kind of reasonable, attainable, like I could do it. Then I was like, what am I reaching for here? What am I even uh, like that? I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want my income to be something that seems feasible. I want it to be out of this world. I want it to seem larger than life because that's what I'm aiming for. So I did. I go. I went ahead and set the number. I put it on the page. I was like, girl, ain't no mother, ain't no way, ain't no way you're gonna get this. But at the same time, there was the part of me who was like, no, let's see what happens. You said it, let's see what happens. So to be honest, COVID hit us in February. So shortly after, like I'm sure other people felt through you set all your big goals, then a pandemic comes mm-hmm. and you're almost like, wow, how is this even gonna happen now? Right. So I kind of put it on the back shelf. I wasn't really thinking about me getting this large number of income because I was like, look, Cynthia, You'll worry about it later when things open back up, whatever, whatever. But lo and behold, manifestation. So although I may have forgot that I set the number for myself, the universe didn't forget it. Just recently, I got this awesome job opportunity. They asked me, you know, I'm, I'm just, again, that small-minded thinking around money. I'm, and uh, this is to say, I still have a lot of work to do. So I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they'll tell me how much they'll pay me and I'll work with it. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll negotiate or whatever. But no, they were like, what's your price? You know, tell us how much you want. And I was like, oh, well, crap. You know, now now I got to come up with this number, Um, which was a whole battle in itself because you don't, you know, typically you don't really have this number that you're just sitting on. Maybe you do if you're constantly thinking about money, but I did it. And so I had to go through, I, you know, I took the research method. So I went and looked up how much everybody else makes in my career field. And I was comparing, just comparing numbers locally, like how much do people make locally? How much do people make nationally? And then what makes me feel good? So I settled on the number that made me feel good. And then I was like, hmm, do I want to feel good? Or do I want to feel a little bit uncomfortable and reach a little bit higher? Because... If you talk to any businessman or business person, they'll say, you know, uh, give the bigger number first and talk down. Never try to go up. Like you can start big and then if they want to negotiate, they'll, you'll work your way down. Fine. Uh, but never give them the smallest number. I went ahead and chose the number that was uncomfortable for me. I think they talked me down maybe 500 Dollars And again, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big of a deal or a big of a percentage because again, I went up. So I was already uncomfortable with where I was at. So when they said that they were- Do you think they were going to hang up the phone or just not email you back whenever you sent them that number? A hundred percent. Like I literally, because I didn't hear from them for a while. So that was me. Again, the way that you think about money, like, like I said, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to, I'm still uncomfortable with- 
asking for what I know I deserve. So because I didn't hear from them yet, I did think, I was like, well, damn, there I went trying to think big, trying to ask for, you know, the big girl numbers. And you now, got fancy. Yep. And now they're going <laughs> to shut me down. So, um, but no, it worked out. And then, um, then I realized, okay, here I am. I got the job and I'm making the same amount, if not more than I set out to make in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, boom, you know, even though I may have forgotten, like I said, it was already in the works. It was already written down. It was already manifested and it was already happening. So it's just this beautiful, magical practice that we have complete control over when we set the intention, right? Would seem so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we're both doing the same things. And me and Cynthia were kind of talking about this before the podcast because I have a very similar story. I was going back and forth about whether I should tell the amount because, but I think I would like to and keep the story short, but January 1st rolls around and you're making all your new year, new you, money, you know, waistline, all those goals. This was back in 2018. I wrote that I wanted to be making 50,000 a year. So in the secret, they, they kind of tell you to put down a number that it would be amazing. You would only think you got that amount because you wrote it down. So that's kind of my mindset why, why I wrote down that number because at the time, the only reason why I'm sharing this story is because someone maybe where I was, I was making only, well, at the time, I won't say only, but I was making 22, 24,000 a year. And I was 26, 26. And I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make $50,000 this year. I didn't know how that was gonna happen, but I wrote it down because to me, if I got that number, I would know it was because I wrote it down. Like the, like the film said, and literally within 10 months, uh, the job I'd been working at for a decade, a route came up and I bid on it and I got 53. So I got 3,000 over. And I forgot that I had wrote down that's what I wanted my salary to be. So I just wanted, and like I said, I kind of went back and forth about sharing the number, but I want to share it because someone might be in that area and like, man, I really want to make that much. I'm not special. You know, I, I just don't, the only thing I did what it told me to do and I was, and I even forgot about it. It sounds like Cynthia did too. You don't have to be staring at it every day, but we are starting to play with maybe putting some things up to remind ourselves when things get hard, what we have asked for, what we put out there so that the hard moments don't feel as daunting and like things were it's happening for a purpose. So I did want to share because there are other people that are like, man, I really do. And I, and I deserve it. Now I'm just like, how, how was I living off of 22 a year? You know, I look back at that time of my life. I was like, was I surviving or what? Like, but that gave me a lot of, and it sounds like with Cynthia, it sounds to me that builds your confidence. Like, wow. I can, I can say that this is what, this is my price. And for them to, you know, only to come, I mean, they came down actually off of my, whenever I negotiated my route too, they came down on me like $1,500. So it happens, but still like, that's actually 3000 over what I asked for. So mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And it's like, imagine where you would be with 
if you didn't ask for any of them. Mm-hmm. If, if you just kind of sat back and you didn't write anything down, you're just kind of hoping and wishing and, or just thinking I'll never make, you know, we both kind of were like thinking we're crazy. We both accepted crazy. that we're a little delusional for thinking this, mm-hmm. but we're <laughs> crazy enough. It, it, you know, it, yeah. it works. It works. You, you have to be a little bit insane, right? Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself out of that box and dream bigger. You have to think bigger. I think there are parts too that I was, I don't know if I was fed up. It's hard to think in certain times like that in my life where maybe I was a little fed up, but maybe also I knew that, you know, I read too many books. I watched too many things that said the universe cares about me and what I want. It wants for me. So I want this. And no, it's got me like some, I just started to have faith in that. We, we deserve these things. Then also you said, how the heck was I surviving off of 22 a year? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a valid point. And it, it is often funny to look back at how much you may have been making. You know, I think that about myself when I worked at Domino's, at, you know, my freshman year of college and, and just like all these different jobs that I've had over time. I think back like, how the hell did I survive um, with that amount? But at the time, it probably seemed like a lot and mm-hmm. you're probably grateful for it. And that's another mm-hmm. thing. My mom has always taught me, you have to be grateful for what you have right now in this moment. And then you'll get more blessings, right? You can't just always be like, this isn't enough. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. Because guess what? It'll never be enough. Right. So you have to be grateful and work with what you have and know how to budget with what you have currently. Because then, one, you know, like they say, mo money, mo problem. It's, it's true. So like, true. So you have to be able to work with what you have first. Then once you get more money, it's just honestly more money in the bank, more money for savings, you know, more money for traveling or whatever. Or you just buy the bigger apartment. That's where like, that's where I think more money, more problems. It's like, yeah, when my check upped, so did my car note, so did my apartment. So it's not, so that's why, because back then I was living within my means at that. So it's not to say that I wasn't grateful, but I was also, I I actually want to say, I see it a lot as a game now. That's actually, that's why I write things down because I was like, you know what? If they say this is going to work, I'm just going to write it down. Really, what did I have to lose? Nothing. I was still making the same money that I was making. So why not write it down? Why not test it out? And when I did and it started working, I almost fell out on the floor. Like, what? Like, this is real? So now it's more of a game that I'm like, how is this going to work? This is going to be really cool. And it's a good, I think that's a good relationship to have with the universe. It's not like I have a, how are you going to help me make this happen? Not okay, so when are you going to do this? Like, that's my my attitude is like, this is fun. This is cool. I really like to write down that I'm going to make $100 out of nowhere and I get a check in the mail. Like, that, that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. You're right. Oh, yeah, because I got a refund on my tires once, and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, Honda just cut me a check for 300 bucks, and I was like, I'll take it. I have a feeling I need to send this back. I don't know why I got this. So when I said that whole checks in the mail thing, that was around that time. They just mm. sent me a check in the mail. Mm. Crazy. Yes, yeah. Like, you just really have to attract it. I really think... If you think you're, if you call yourself broke for one, Mm. you probably are and you probably will stay there. Um, If you accept, if you say I'm poor, you probably will stay there. Um, But it all starts with a mindset. You have to believe you're wealthy. You're Mm -hmm. already there. There's a quote that says something like, 
start behaving like the woman you aspire to be or whatever. Um, so that's kind of how I practice. Like, okay, what is, what does it look like for me to be wealthy? Does that look like having Starbucks every day? Does that look like buying all fancy vintage garments, designer garments? Does that mean, what does that look like for me? And so I would just start doing and start behaving in those ways. And one of the biggest ways that I do that is by my outer appearance, by my dressing. So I don't go out and buying all this fancy designer stuff, but I do shop thrifted. I do shop vintage and I wear things that make me feel good. You know, I make, I wear things that, you know, make me think, oh yeah, I look like a boss ass bitch. Like people are going to respect me with this on. And, and then boom, you know, people respect you. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. People can tell. I feel like, yeah, it starts inside you're not just gonna start get like i i know some of you might hear this podcast and you're gonna be like well i just thought about it and i just wrote it down and i don't see it where are the checks oh. flowing in my you know my mailbox but no it takes time and it really you have to believe it you mm -hmm. really do and you have to have a positive outlook and again you have to be happy with what you already have and just be like hey universe i love what i have now and guess what i would love even more and i will do what it takes to to get to that point Right? Yeah, it all. T I just want to uh, back up for a second when you're talking about you looking like a bomb ass bitch in your uh, clothes. Cynthia has asked me multiple times, like, why do you look so cute when you come to my house? I'm like, because, like, I don't want to look lame around you. I don't know what all you're going to wear. Like, are you joking? I can't deal with you. <laughs> so I, I've kind of cut back a little bit, but I'm telling you, at first, I, like, when we first started meeting, I was like, I was at least trying to bring a little bit of my personality into my clothes because I was. That's how she always dresses. Y'all know. Y'all see her. I love that look. I love that. That means it's working. Yeah. Just kidding. It, that's why I said it. Yeah. It works. Now I forget the question that we were on. Like a wealth mindset. Yeah. Something that I also think will be required if you want to go down this road is to stay open. So the universe I've learned, it's, it's, I, one of my values, one of my top values is curiosity, which I, sometimes I'll look at them like, is that even a value? Like what the hell? But I am, I'm very curious because the universe has shown me over and over things that I've asked for have come in a, from a place I wasn't thinking about that I would have really shut down before. And so now I go into things with curiosity like a house I'm about to move into right now, um, like with a roommate, that wasn't really what I was looking for. But it, everything about it, the benefits outweigh some of the, the things that look like might go wrong. So I'm going into it with a curious mindset because it could potentially really help me perfectly, but that wasn't what I was like. And it was sent to me. A friend emailed it to me that I didn't even, and I didn't tell nobody I was looking for a roommate, which I'm like, I think the universe sent this to me because I didn't even tell nobody I was trying to move out or do any of that. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like you have to pay attention, pay attention to your DMs, mm -hmm. pay attention to your world because when somebody approaches you with an offer or, or like, Hey, you want to go this place with me? They may go to that place because they may connect you with someone else. I think about how me and Cynthia met. It actually came through a guy I was dating. He brought me to a party. This girl was there. She's like, "Have you ever heard of Brunch for the Soul?" I was like, "No." And I liked him on, like, liked her on, liked her, liked Brunch for the Soul on Facebook. 
And I think about that moment as like, wow, something really orchestrated that because that was almost a year ago and we didn't even start connecting until a year later. And now this is super cool. But had I never gone to that party or done that thing, it's like something's working for you, girl. Mm -hmm. Something out there working for you. So stay open, stay humble, and stay faithful. Mm -hmm. You're so right. We're going to put that on a shirt. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) You're so right, though, because just like you said, you weren't looking for it. I wasn't looking for the job opportunity. Like I said, I accepted. This is 2020, okay? Like, everything is in shambles. So I wasn't really expecting any new job opportunities. I would love one, but I wasn't expecting it. And so I wasn't hunting for it. So when I got that email that they wanted to hire me, I was a little taken aback. But I also, it it just seemed like divine alignment. I was just like, thank you. You know, I saw how, I just instantly remembered the, the number that I said. Um, that I wanted to make and I also did look at my New Year's resolutions and it, I did say I wanted to take on one to I think one to two or one to three new social media clients this year but again accepted that it wouldn't happen so when it did I was extremely grateful so mm-hmm. just be be aware of your words be aware of your intentions and declarations that you're putting out there because yeah like they said be careful for what you wish for because you really you never know I'm very particular. Me and Cynthia actually were talking earlier about we're actually, we're very careful about what we say out loud sometimes because yeah, I was telling my friend yesterday I think I'm a witch, but <laughs> we can cut that. Nobody needs to know that. But I I actually was thinking about somebody randomly before I went to bed and I was like, oh, so and so is gonna text me. I have not heard from this person in a long time. Woke up, there was a text message from this person. So that's why I'm saying spooky. Like, you gotta watch what you say. Yeah, yeah. Some people would argue that we do have magical powers. So, mm-hmm. like, I think people just refer to it as, as different things, you know, depending on who you ask. I prefer to call it uh, intuition. I used to not trust that a lot, but I notice myself saying a lot more now, I'm very intuitive. Mm-hmm. I have a great intuition. So that that makes me trust my instincts more. That helps me trust those those yeses and those no's, which I, I used to be on the fence a lot about anything. Because I know we're talking about money, y'all, but we, let's be real. This goes with anything. Friendships, people, places. There were so many on the inside, on the fence about so much that now I just feel like I know things. I'm like, that's not for me. Or that is for me. Or I'm curious about this. We can explore this. I feel comfortable to explore it. No expectations, but let's go look instead of like, oh, I'm too scared of that. Or, oh, that's, that's going to be, that's the solving to all my problems. And then later I'm divorced three months later. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're shaking your head. Cynthia knows what I'm talking about. I don't know. What y'all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, definitely. Okay, so uncomfortable topics. Um, let's talk raises. Okay. Let's talk setting prices. Let's talk like, like these are things I feel like women don't really feel that great about, and that's why we're not getting them. So let's go there. Let's go there. Well, right when you said that, when you said the word raise, I immediately, I guess where I'm at in my journey. If I felt I was worth more, and I've actually have done this in the past, I will walk away. 
And I think I've developed that confidence with this work, with the manifestation, with seeing that other opportunities come. I do not live in a mindset anymore that this is the only thing I will ever do. And this is the only paycheck I will never get. You will never catch me doing that. I will leave anything whenever I want or don't feel appreciated or... Yes, when it's not mutually beneficial and at the most I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, we'll walk. That was my first thought. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. I think that if you if you are in the position to walk, walk for sure um, when you aren't getting what you're worth. Um, I know that there are some people who, you know, may have kids or um, have to pay rent or have a thing, you know, they might not have any savings um, or any kind of safety net. So uh, they might not be able to walk. You might not be able to walk right now. And that's okay. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in making strategic moves. Mm-hmm. Like don't make any rash decisions. You know, if you know that without this upcoming check, you can't pay uh, this upcoming month's rent. Don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like oftentimes women are staying in situations that they probably could leave because yeah, like let's be real, financial stability is pretty appealing. And in this kind of society, nobody wants to be unemployed. And especially during the pandemic when many people were uh, unemployed or are unemployed. So I understand how attractive financial stability could be. Uh, But like you said, when you do have that mindset that new opportunities are always coming and presenting themselves, you do have to know, even though, you know, this might be a closed door, there are definitely multiple doors that will be opening. You just Mm got to be ready for it, really. Yeah, and I I feel like if there is a raise that you're not getting, I, I, I agree with you with like, you can transition strategically. I've just I've just been known to walk out. <laughs> and 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 I will say those moments have put me in debt. So I won't lie to you guys about that. But also it proved to me, which I needed to to learn, that I don't have to I, I didn't have to stay there and debt is actually not the worst thing. It wasn't the worst thing for me to experience. Um, I'm still paying off some of it, but I, I look back on that time in my life and think that it's it still helped me cultivate this idea that that was not the only job I could ever get. And it's not worth me being depressed. It wasn't worth me being taken advantage of, being talked down to. There were a lot of elements about it that was toxic for me and I left. I wanted to be happier. I found a job that suited me better. And yeah, I mean, there was debt involved, but I don't, yeah, actually, I always say I don't regret that part of my life because I will be getting out of that debt to very 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 soon and and I and I like that part of my story as well that I have gone into debt over things like that and I have and I will be getting I want to say I have gotten out of it just to manifest that shit Mm -hmm. but um it will be happening Mm -hmm. very soon and I like that Mm -hmm. because I like that story that I did go into debt and I got out of it it is possible yeah it's not a it's not a forever place. It's not right? a destinance. Like yes. I like I thought it was. Right. Oof, I'm right. still I'm still on my two feet. That's crazy. Like I thought if I went into a certain amount of debt that it would have killed me and my, and I went through a lot of depression and anxiety over that, but now that money is just it's so I have such a better mindset around it. I think it even helped free me of that. That like even debt doesn't scare me anymore because I know 
there are ways out. The universe is providing when I ask. And yeah, that faith is just so freeing. Mm -hmm. So I, I really hope us talking about it in this way maybe can, uh, persuade some of you guys to look into it because it's such a great feeling. Like I actually know people that aren't in as much debt as I am and they're miserable still and they have zero debt and they hate their job. And I'm like, oh, so I got this, but I love my life and I love my job and the universe is always looking out for me. I think I'm still okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, I'm with you there a hundred percent. I, yeah, no thoughts on that <laughs> or, or no elaboration. Yeah. I feel like we've touched a lot on the, if somebody's not giving you what you want, walk, mm. the walking away side. But what about when you're, you're willing to fight it out or you want to try, you want to at least have the conversation first. And that's when I say, come correct. Okay. Bring statistics, prep, prepare. Don't just, I feel like sometimes, especially when, you know, depending on your work situation, sometimes you could just get flustered, emotional. You might be put into a situation that's a little bit outside of your job title and, or you find yourself working way, you know, more hours than you're supposed to. So then you just get flustered and you're like, ah, I need more. You just run up to your boss. I need more or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? No, that's not the way to do it. I would recommend whenever you do start feeling that way, like you're not getting enough or you're not being paid what you think you should, I would recommend going home or going wherever you need to do, wherever you need to go and collecting yourself and gathering the facts, right? So if you have statistics, a lot of these people, a lot of these business owners, they know money, they know statistics, they know numbers, they know facts. So that's what you need to come at them with, right? You need to present how much hours, how many hours are you working? How many projects did you complete? How did you help them improve in this area? How has the company improved since you've come? How have, you know, just comparing the numbers since you've joined, what, what impact have you left on the company and have that all written, typed out, printed out, print multiple copies for you and them, you know, and be prepared, make it a little meeting, ask them for a time to meet and present really give them your proposal and if they say no all you can do is either leave or start planning your exit strategy start planning how the heck am i going to leave when do i need to leave in order for myself to be comfortable and have a savings or you know to where it's not so abrupt and start thinking about yourself because at the end of the day you are working for somebody else's dream. You're working for somebody else's company. So at the end of the day, they're worried about their best interest. And all you are, I hate to say it, is a a salary or a a money amount. And they're just thinking, I have this amount to give to my employees. And this girl is stepping in here and she's asking me for a higher percentage, you know? And they're not always gonna be happy with that. Sometimes they might meet you there and when they do, go you, you go girl. That's awesome. They see your value. They see your worth. They understand that you deserve more. They heard you. They listen. Awesome. Uh, but sometimes it's not always like that. And that's really unfortunate, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you spoke up for yourself and you advocated for your needs and your values. Mm -hmm. Right? So I definitely would recommend, like I said, coming correct and looking at your impact. Don't come at it from an emotional perspective because nobody wants to hear anybody crying at the desk and your message just kind of gets all muggy in that. 
So definitely take the time. And also, if you're not ready at the time, at that moment, take some time. Take a couple days to when you are ready to present yourself in a professional manner. But I would recommend doing it. If you get the urge to, to have that conversation, I know it's uncomfortable. And I'm sure there's some people who are listening who are like, I don't like confrontation. That's okay. Do it afraid. Like Brene Brown says, you're afraid, but do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Like your knees will be shaking. Who cares? Do it anyway. My girls, get that raise, okay? Get it. <laughs> yes. And I, one thing that you were kind of with the money, even though this is more in relationships, but I think that sometimes people will get afraid sometimes to let their partners know what they need and things like that. It, it, it kind of like started to bring that image to my mind and that's only... Cause like I said, I walk out of jobs. I don't like, <laughs> I've never done. I love how we have two perspectives on it because I do think they're both very valid and could be very useful for certain people. But one things I have done like within relationships that I, I'm only sharing because I've presented terms. I've presented what I need out of a relationship, where, where, and, and I, every time I did that, even, even if me and the guy went our separate ways, they respected me. And I felt like I walked away out of those situations that obviously weren't going anywhere for me. I walked away with so much integrity and it wasn't like how it was in the past where I kept everything bottled down, pushed down, and then I would be in these relationships for a while and kind of feel worthless at the end of it and gross and like I disrespected myself. So that's that even if they even if they don't meet you, even if they don't accept the salary, I, I, I was thinking about it in my head, will I get fired? I don't know if people get fired for asking for raises. I mean, unless that's a condition for the raise. So the, we're, you wanna? Oh, I was nodding my head yes, um, because unfortunately I know of a friend who was fired for asking for a raise. I'm not sure how legal that is, but it happens. And what happened to her? I think, I know she, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Somehow she got presented a different opportunity. Um, and I think she had a conversation with the person who fired her and they acknowledged that it was wrong or whatever. But yeah, I need to follow up on that. She's a Facebook friend, but I'm happy for her that there was light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. But unfortunately, I mean, there are terms for some people and they'll say that they could fire you for anything. I think Honestly, I think that's what my contract might say for my job, um, that anybody, for whatever reason that they see fit, they can let you go. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people do have that. And there's parts where, like, if that is an issue, like, thinking that you're going to make less money, there there might be things to be said that some people are working some crazy-ass hours for a paycheck that if they weren't working that much, they wouldn't need to be making that much. You know what I mean? And there's, like, a trade-off of happiness versus paycheck. So it shouldn't always be about the dollar amount. It should be about your value to that company, your hours, like – what you're bringing to them. And, and so if you did end up getting fired and going for another job, it shouldn't always be about the money. But like, if you're at a job and you know you're deserving more, that creates such a toxic feeling on the inside of you. And because I know I've been there, like the job that I, I have such a different perspective towards my job now that I get paid double than before when I was getting paid half the amount and I was working more than mm. what I am now. It's crazy. But and it was terrible. I was so depressed. But it's crazy what a pay increase did to my mental. And I'm so happy to go in there. I'm like, yeah, 
I get to go into Whole Foods whenever I want. I don't know what y'all complaining about (laughs) when people are complaining around me. I'm so happy. But it's because I was worth that at that job and I'd been working there for a decade. Like, come up on mm-hmm. and we didn't bleep that out I bleep myself it's cool but yeah so there's something to be said like if you get fired from a job that was making you miserable and you could go get another job and maybe it doesn't pay as much but it makes you happier that's something to really consider mm-hmm. y'all and if it gives you more time with your kids I don't know I don't know your situation but yeah that's happened to me before yeah yeah like don't be chained to the dollar don't mm-hmm. be a slave to money you know like it's really about what makes you happy I know there might be people who are more than ecstatic to make $22,000 a year, mm-hmm. right? And we're sitting here, oh, I want more. <laughs> you know, so it really, it's it's really all about your own perspective. So, but yeah, if it's, and that's another thing with maybe with jobs with clout, right? Some people I know who will stay at jobs just because of the reputation that the company has, um, or they don't want to lose that that feeling or, or being um, tied to that company. And again, but if you're pulling your hair out and you got to go to therapy as soon as you leave work and you just miserable and you know, you can't, you get a little panic attack anytime you see a message from your boss, Mm. chances are you probs should go and probs could find another job that makes you feel Mm -hmm. better. Yeah, I'm sitting on that one. Because, I mean, I've been there. I have gotten those messages before. Mm. I've woken up dreading the day. I've gone to sleep dreading the day because my phone was just always accessed. And I was just like, it makes my stomach hurt hearing you talk about that. Because, whoo-wee. Yeah, right. And just like you said, it's funny how you said... You going in there jolly as hell now that you are getting paid <laughs> the money that you feel is wor- or you are worthy of or that you feel you deserve or that you feel is good for you now. Uh, so yeah, just I mean, employers think about that. You know, when when people are paid what feels good for them, it shows mm-hmm. and it trickles down into their work. It completely affects their whole day because. Guess what? Uh, if you can't pay your rent or if you can't buy yourself some professional clothes for the office, but then you got to go show up to work with a happy face, no, you're not mentally, you're not fully there. You're sitting here trying to figure out, okay, what other job can I take to get this money? What other thing can I do? Or what am I going to have to do to get a raise? You're always thinking about how am I going to sustain myself or how am I going to survive? But when you are paid, what you feel is great, you're happy, ain't, ain't no worry on your mind. You're just like, okay, let me let me push out this assignment. Let me push out this this project. And you feel good because like you said, I get to go to Whole Foods after this. I get to pay my rent. I get to pay my car note. And I feel good. And I would like to point out too, like these seem like jobs we manifested. And so far, mine's this, at least this contract has been so great for me. And I know you manifested your magazine job, and I think that's been an overall good experience as well. So I wonder if there's something to be said that those jobs that we paid for that were provided for us through universal flow, those have been very good situations for us, it Mm -hmm. sounds like, too. So when we prayed for it, we manifested it, it matched our life also. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I didn't really, I never thought about that. I've never been happier. Like, I really haven't, and that's the job I pretty much paid, prayed for without knowing it, yeah. kind of. Because yeah. I did not think I was going to be making that check at the job I've been at for 10 years. Those people weren't giving me that money, like, and there it wasn't kind of there, so 
it's interesting. That wasn't a door I thought would be open. Yeah. Man, we got, we're going off. I know, we are. We really are. We really are. Okay, I know we said we talked about setting the right prices. Freelancers, business owners know you have to come up with your own prices. And so a lot of times when you're first starting your own business, you lowball yourself. You go with what you think, oh, okay, I would pay this amount. So I guess I'll go ahead and go with this. Or you think, oh, I wouldn't pay that amount. So I can't, tr- I can't ask other people to pay that amount, right? Mm. But that's not always the case. And, you, and I've been taught by um, some professionals, you have to think about, first of all, who is your target audience even? If mm. I'm a 25-year-old woman and I'm advertising to 40-year-old women, I can't think about what I'm going to pay. I don't have the income of a 40-year-old woman, right? So I have to think about what is it a 40-plus-year-old woman's uh, bank account? What, would she, what is she willing to pay? Where do her priorities lie? It's not You can't always put yourself in that bubble or think that because I'm broke, I have to charge a, a small amount. Mm-hmm. You need to be thinking, who's my target audience even? And if my target audience all makes 100000 plus a year, that's what I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to be charging stuff that they can afford, right? So my motto for me when it comes to setting prices is it has to feel a little bit scary. It has to feel a little bit uncomfortable because if I only charged what I felt comfortable with, I would be broke. I would not have any money because guess what? I like affordable things and I like giving people affordable things and I'm, I like gifting people things. I would love to give everything for free, but that's not how anybody makes a business or makes money. Uh, so you have to find ways to actually sustain yourself. And another way to do that is if it's hard for you to think like that and if it's hard for you to be so business savvy, Start counting up your expenses and then you'll get real business savvy. Start Mm -hmm. figuring out, okay, how much do I have to spend on gas for this? How much, uh, or do I have to buy an SD card? How much data do I have to have on my laptop? Do I have to go print something out? How much does that cost? Do I have to get ink for my printer? Do I, all, whatever it is that you do, there, chances are there's some expenses that are tied to it. And so that's what I'll try to start adding up. I'll add up all those expenses. And then I start feeling a little bit better because I'm like, well, damn, I couldn't sustain myself if I can't pay these expenses. Mm-hmm. So I'll have the li- or the amount of expenses and then I'll add on an amount for profit. And then that'll bring me to my amount for my price. So don't be afraid to think big and get those bigger numbers because you're spending, especially in your first years of business, you're spending tons of money that you don't even realize and half of it's probably not even documented. So definitely go for the big number. Go for the scary number. I like to feel a little like, oh, who does she think she is? And that's the number. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> and that's where I'm setting. Damn. Because I am her. I am that bitch, right? You are worth it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just processing. I'm, I'm learning with you guys. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm sitting with that. Because I have I've had somebody tell me, um, because based on what my job is, they were like, what is your ass made of gold or something like that? Yeah. I never worked for that lady ever again. Yeah. And I didn't have to. That was the thing. That's why, I mean, but that's something I've tried to, anyways. So you'll have, you'll have people say things like that. But... I, that didn't hurt me. I was still making money from other places. So mm-hmm. it actually hurt her because I never worked for her again. Mm. So anyway. Well. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I like that. That that really does. That makes me, I'm going to think about that. Charging. 
who does that girl think she is? Okay, charge that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? Who does that girl think she is amount? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of way. Now I'm just thinking out loud of how I'm going to put that in my head. It is scary, though. It's not always, it's not going to make you feel, you're probably not even going to want to press send on the email or send uh, the invoice with that number on it because you're, you're uncomfortable. But there's companies that are willing to pay. There are people that are willing to pay 10 times the amount that you're charging for your service, depending on what you're doing. And see, you learned that through practice. Mm -hmm. Like you learned that through your situation. You may have not really have thought about that or thought about it in the same way had you not had your experience. So now you get to share that it's true, that it's happened to you. And Cynthia's here to vouch for that. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I stamp that. Okay, so we've talked all all these different things, all these different situations with money, but let's get to the root of what it even means. So what does money represent to you? Mm. So I was sharing with Cynthia how I, when I was younger, I thought people who had money were cutthroat. They must have really stepped on a lot of people to get to the top. They were money hungry. And growing up Christian, I didn't think that that was the way to treat people. So I really feel deep down I cultivated this idea about money that it was bad. You shouldn't make that much. And if you do, you're probably a bad person. And now I've really started shifting my mindset around that because I have seen entrepreneurs that are very kind. And that's helped me a lot that... Money is just something that can be made, can be lost. We really shouldn't be that attached to it. You know, there are moments where an unexpected expense comes up for me and I really don't cry over it anymore because I know the fluidity of money. That is what it does. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. Let it be. And I've cultivated this new idea around it. Whereas before, you know, I did grow up poor as well. So that actually wasn't what I thought either. It was like, we don't even have money to cover that expense. Oh my God, the world is falling apart. Like I had a lot of unhealthy beliefs about money and they're slowly but surely being reformed and reframed. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree too. <laughs> I too didn't grow up with much money at all either so it has my idea around it has totally shifted I think I always believed I would have it though Mm -hmm. even when I didn't I always knew it was coming I, I never I never looked at my situation as permanent I knew that money would come just didn't really know how and like you said now it is this a very fluid relationship I really do see it as this kind of exchange of energy And that also helps me to charge what I know I'm worth because I know my services, my energy, my time, my creativity, my ideas are worth it. They're worth these amounts. And, you know, you're just really setting a price to it. And you kind of, like you said, it's kind of like a game. Like Mm -hmm. it really is. Like people will pay thousands of dollars for life coaching, right? There's, I'm sure you guys have seen so many online life coaches or coaches in general who can make thousands, millions, I don't even know, dollars with for one hour with them, right? And some some person may think that's nuts, but that's what they are saying that they're worth. They are saying that their services, their time, their ideas, their advice, their guidance, all of that amounts to this amount or is worth this amount. So now my thoughts have definitely changed around that. So 
I definitely feel like money represents energy, value. It's just, it's more than just this wealth, this, uh, it's not a negative thing in my mind anymore. Like you said, there was definitely some shame around it. I, I was afraid to have too much or too much money. I was afraid to be one of those people. I didn't want people to think I'm not down with the people or whatever it is because I'm making a certain amount, certain amount of money. I didn't want people to think I'm a rich girl or I, I have a silver spoon or anything like that. But look, I earn all what I have now is what I earned and what I've worked hard for. So I have this very positive outlook on money now. And, mm -hmm. and if you have an unhealthy relationship with money, I would highly suggest just reading and learning more about it and finding out what it represents and thinking about what it represents for you and why you have a negative mm -hmm. outlook on it. Did your parents not make enough? Or did you see your parents struggling? What is it for you that makes you think negatively about money and wealth? Yeah, and I think deep down, I, I used to see a lot of actors and famous people complain that they, and I've heard Oprah say this, like she said her family members and friends have turned her in like a, the bank of Oprah. So it's, it, I think early on I even developed that mindset that I saw famous people, rich people getting taken advantage of, you question whether people love you or not or care about you or not, or they're just around you for your money. I do think I took that to heart a little bit too, but I have been working on that. Also, I wanted to mention with the unexpected expenses or even when I pay for things now, how Cynthia was saying, I try to think about it as if it were me. So whenever people charge me for something or I am paying for a service, I am paying for a product, I think about it like, would I want to be rolling my eyes at somebody paying for my products? Would I want to be rolling my eyes at somebody paying for my services? Would I want to be huffing into the mechanic's office being like, gosh, you know, these people are going to take my money because my car needs to be fixed. I, I mean, I had this situation come up. I had to get some repairs done and I walked in there and I was, I really practiced gratitude. I was like, I'm so grateful there are mechanics. I'm so grateful that I'm going to have these parts. I even paid a little extra for these certain parts because I'm like, my car deserves it. Like, I've really been trying to look at it as if somebody were paying me and how I would want to be paid. I would want it to be grateful. I would, every time I go to the grocery store, I don't want to be like, wow. I try to look at my amounts from now on and be grateful for those and that these services are for us. Like, they're available. A lot of them are very fast in relative to what they could have been. So I try not to even be upset about time things take, you know, because sometimes shit takes me time too. And I don't want people like, hey, can you do this stat? I'm like, I've really been trying to practice some patience out here, guys. Just patience and gratitude. So, and it's just really helped my perspective. I don't get upset over these bills as much anymore. Because, I mean, how would you feel, Cynthia, somebody out here, oh, i got to pay Cynthia for that article again that she wrote that's bomb, gosh. Right. You know, that's right. the same for us, like paying other people for their time, their money. So I'm just like, I've really been trying to see myself in them. Like, I just want to, I want people to be happy. I mean, I gave my time to this, my expertise, my talent, my skill. I deserve this money. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> totally, totally. You're right. And, yeah, when you do start practicing that for yourself, I, I, that has changed my mentality when it comes to paying for things or paying people for their services. I don't even, I don't even blink an eye, you know, when, especially if I'm collaborating with an artist or something like that, they give me the price. Okay. You know, if I want to work with them, that's what I'll meet them at. 
I'm not going to try to talk them down. I'm not going to try to get it for free, get a little friend discount. I'm not going to do any of that because yeah, when you do start charging what you're worth, you recognize other people are doing it. And I'm like, okay, you want a thousand dollars for this? I see you girl. I see you. And if I value your work enough and I, and if I see, if I respect it and I want it and I want to support you as a business too, then that's what I'm going to pay. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Like when you start doing it, you don't want to do the, you don't want to cheapen anybody else's price. You don't want to take away from anybody else's time, value or energy by trying to not pay them what they, what they have already said is what they're worth. I definitely see that happening mm -hmm. for myself as well. Thinking about it from my perspective and from, from their perspective. Yeah. It's been very helpful. Yeah, definitely. Well, this is a great conversation. Yeah. I love, I love, I love talking about money now, especially with women. Saying, yeah, no, this was fun. When I, when Cynthia mentioned it, I was like, okay, this is going to be fun because, but if you would have asked me that and Cynthia shared this too, if you would have asked us that earlier, I don't know, you said two years ago, you would yeah. say, I would say mine was about the same. Cause I probably started playing with that when I was 26, I'm 28 now. So yeah, now I'll, now I'll talk about money and yeah, now I'll share numbers and stuff because I want it's not about me. Like I didn't, I didn't do that. Well, I, the only thing I did was write something down on a piece of paper. Like I just really don't want anyone to put us on like a pedestal or think, wow, they must be doing something special. No, like we were, we were testing it out too. We were just like, Hey, does this work? It's built our confidence around money. It's made us open to talk about it. Yeah. Once you do it once you could do it again. Yay. Once you ask for a raise once you could do it again. It, it really is a practice mm -hmm. like we've referred to it you really do you have to practice setting these uncomfortable numbers asking for a raise and you are gonna get you may get a couple of no's along the way mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that the next person's not gonna say yes or it maybe even give you more it's also made me check in with my integrity so I don't really do a lot of stuff that I don't see like that would go against my values my morals as a person I'm not doing that for any dollar because also with this process of writing things down and manifesting there's something out there that actually cares about me and knows about me I don't know what it is but it gives me what I need when I need it so I will walk because I don't have my faith in people or situations because I know something's looking out for me. I've tried this process, it has worked, and I'm not afraid to pass on opportunities. I will not grab at every single thing if I don't think it'll benefit the goal I'm going towards. That makes sense. 100%, 100%. It should definitely align with your values. Like we're not promoting chasing the dollar, <laughs> doing anything for money, setting these prices, and if it doesn't happen, then you know, start selling drugs, stripping, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. Hey, I low-key want to strip one day. You're joking. <laughs> yes, no shade on the strippers. We love you. We love you. We support you. Get your money however you see fit. Definitely check in with yourself. Check in with your values first. And I think that is another reason why things have aligned for the both of us. Because we have already kind of outlined what we want to do, how we want to feel at the job. Once you set those intentions and make that clear, then I think the numbers kind of kind of fill in as well. They kind of match your intentions. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think that wraps up our current conversation about money. Yes. Um, before we let them go, let's talk about what is feeding our soul currently. 
What's feeding my soul? Today I did something pretty cool. I made like a two year big goal plan and that just really inspired me. I'm gonna post it in my bedroom. So anytime I hit some bumps in the road over the next two years over something I've been dreaming about for a long time, it'll keep me focused, keep me positive and just know like hard times come when you are going for a dream. I don't know who lied to us and made us think that things, well even Cinderella, I was gonna say Cinderella, every movie, has the bad moments, has the middle, has the hard parts. So that really made me excited and I can't wait to post that in my house and start working towards that goal. Yes, yes. For me, I think, for some reason, the thing that keeps coming to mind is people. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, not that things are fully open and not that we can gather the same way that we could in the past, but just being able to go to a coffee shop again and see familiar faces stop and have those little talks and having people over for dinner just connecting I I forgot how much I missed just connecting with other humans like I, I mean it really has been so long like the months the year is pretty much gone so it's insane to think that we went this long without real connections all the time uh, that aren't virtual. I would say people and um, in-person connections are feeding my soul because I love I love connecting with others and I think that's probably what I'm here on earth for. So mm. I missed it, I missed it. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's good. <sighs> I don't think we'll ever hug a person the same way again. I, know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and when never you see a take person this. without a mask on, it's like, oh, well, why can I see their mouth? Yeah. <laughs> why can I see their mouth? <laughs> it's so weird. We're going to like PTSD. It's going to be weird post-pandemic. Yeah. It's going to be real weird. I was actually thinking of how many people are going to keep wearing the mask after. Yeah. You know? Me too. And what are we going to do with all these masks when we don't have to wear them? Hey, now maybe when people aren't are feeling other weather, it'll be more socially acceptable. Like, oh, I think I might have a cold. I'm just wearing my mask today. I was wondering, I was like, how much of this is going to still be kind of normal? I sure hope so. Yeah. I really, really, really hope we can keep some of these practices because, yeah, in other countries, that is what they do. They do wear a mask when they're feeling under the weather. And it's not considered weird. So I totally wish, I totally hope that we could do that because I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. I think as Americans, sometimes we can be a little inconsiderate and we'll just be coughing all open mouthed and open spaces. We'll say we're sick. I was watching a reality show the other day and they said, oh, my baby, the mom was holding her baby. Oh, my baby's sick, but she was still going and visiting her friend. And I'm like, why are you bringing that now that now that COVID's happened? Why are you bringing a sick child in another person's house? Yeah. So, Get it a mask. Yes. Does it have a mask, baby mask? Exactly. So now I would love to see a more considerate country where, hey, you know, we take our health more seriously. And if we're feeling sick, just stay home. I hope, yeah. I hope we can keep that practice. Mm -hmm. And wash your hands more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll judge any. I was I was actually thinking that. Like, if I, if I feel under the weather, why... In the future, maybe I would put on a mask. Anyways. Yes. No, this was good. I think this is just the little pep in my step that Yay. I needed this weekend. So I'm excited. I hope you guys took some little nuggets and got a little fire under your butt yeah. to charge what you're worth, ask for the raise, walk out if you need to, get that money, girl.
Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We really have enjoyed seeing all the comments that y'all are leaving and the engagement. If y'all want to just let us know what's resonating, we would love to hear it because, you know, these are some of our real life stories. So to hear what y'all are getting from them or resonate with, that that's, I don't know, that gives me something because it's like, oh yeah, I shared this. I don't know if it hit right. Yes. We're just in a room talking to each other, okay, <laughs> with a microphone. So we want to know how yeah. you guys feel. We're hyping each other up enough. We're like nodding our heads like, right. yeah, girl, yeah, girl. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, if something resonated with y'all, just drop it. If, if it just made you feel good, we just love to see it because it would it would be nice. Like, can you imagine uh, anybody else in here with us? We're oh, like, gosh. oh my, oh, that'd be fun. That's so that's what I think that's what I'm searching for. That's why I'm like, oh, I just want to feel like y'all are in the room with us. Yes. And I think that would help. Yes, yes. We miss you. We don't get to have the brunch of the soul events currently. So let us know how you feel. Give us your feedback. We care. We will respond. Yeah. Uh, this is an open dialogue. This is an open conversation for all of us. Uh, and we hope to continue it. And share a manifesting story. I want one of y'all to try to manifest $100 randomly and then leave it in the comments. And I, I want to see it. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you try any of these practices, you better send that success story, girl. We yes. want to know. We want to know. And we are rooting for each and every one of you. And we hope that you believe in yourself just as much as we believe in you because we know you can do it. Yeah. There, there we go. That's it. That's we, it. Good one. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We are so grateful for you. We love you. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Brunch for the Soul. We can't wait to connect with you. Till next time. <laughs>